Welcome to the Dynasty Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, along with Theo. Hey. And this is the first week of the playoffs. This episode, we're going to talk about uh, player news. We're going to do a season rewind where we kind of go back and talk about what people might have done if they had known how the season would play out and do playoff matchup previews for uh, our first two playoff matchups. Theo, you want to take us into the news? Sure. Uh, Antonio Gibson had a foot injury, uh, I believe turf toe. So what's been tossed around. He's likely mm-hmm. to miss several weeks. Definitely looking like he's going to miss this week. Huge loss for Tim because he's been phenomenal. I think he's been like running a top, top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mark Andrews and James Conner have both been activated. Um, the only one that really has playoff implications in this league is Mark Andrews for Tim's right. team. Although I'd much rather be starting. Uh, I think he's got Robert Tanyan mm-hmm. over yep. Mark Andrews. Uh, Daniel Jones is projected to be back this week. That would be a huge boost for my team. Jalen Hurts has been named the starting quarterback for the Eagles. I hope Patrick plays him. I don't really see him being a huge fantasy He's never going to play. He's not going to play him. For his uh, playoff run. But, yeah, he's been named the starting quarterback. Interesting to watch that during the offseason, what happens with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And then uh, exciting news, Josh and I will be attending – the Chiefs Dolphins game in person this week. Fins up, go <laughs> fins. We're gonna shock the nation. I actually We're gonna shut Mahomes down. Maybe you guys just tweak his ankle or whatever in <laughs> case I get to play Patrick. I don't know. Make him rest. Uh, you know, weeks fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, I think uh, also Josh Jacobs. Uh, there's some rumors that he may miss this week. That hurts Devin. I know um, we didn't practice today. Yeah, and then so I thought CMC was supposed to come back, but it looked like he might have tweaked his uh, thigh. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he does come back. I have him in a couple other leagues. No huge fantasy impact in this league because Johnny did not run the table. He missed the playoffs. <laughs> so our next segment we're calling it season rewind. This is about things that that different teams might have done differently if we had known how the season would play out. Now, obviously, you can't predict the future, um, but if sometimes only we could. <laughs> only we could. But sometimes it's good to at least have an idea of a direction you're trending in, and and realize that dynasty is a long-term game. You know, you don't. There's no reset button at the end of the season like redraft, where you get to start over after, you know, maybe you screwed it up. Your um, moves have a huge impact. And before we yeah. jump into this, uh, being I don't want to say a rookie anymore since I'm in like seven dynasty leagues, <laughs> but the first dynasty I ever joined was this one. And the first year I completely screwed it up. Cause I was like, I'm only going to go for young, young players and stuff like that. And then I started trading draft picks for okay. random people. I don't even know. And one of the moves I made was I traded my 20 or 2019 first for Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller. And I remember you and Tim and maybe others in the league gave me such, such a hard time for that. But, I mean, I didn't know. I've never played Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I, was, I thought I was making a great move, picking yeah. up some immediate <laughs> player. But sometimes the moves you make in the moment have a drastic impact. Years. Years yeah. long. I'll share one quick example like mine of that. I'm in a league um, with just a bunch of strangers online, some guys. And uh, this was the second league I joined. I joined it the same year that we started this league. 
and I went all in on winning now. And again, so that. that was my first year of dynasty, right? But I was like, you know, forget this slow rookie crap. I'm going to dominate this league this year. And <laughs> my team looked great yeah, to start Yeah, Tim and with. I were like, holy crap, there's no way you lose yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I drafted Le'Veon Bell. I traded up, and I got David Johnson. I then traded Adam Thielen and two firsts to get Antonio Brown. Uh, Cam Newton was my main quarterback. Um, I felt stacked at every like it it really was at that team that time a stacked team until you got into the season yeah then the wheels fell off lev bell sat out that season david johnson underperformed um antonio brown went crazy yeah which he was Wasn't fine that the year he went to no. the, okay it was the year before no. yeah he was he was okay that year he was pretty good but um he wasn't enough to carry my team and i ended up i think i was like i missed the playoffs I think, or, or I might have just scraped in. I was like the fifth or the seventh pick that next year, which I didn't have. And then I had to start selling because my team could not compete. And the next year, I was the 101, and I didn't even have my pick. And so that was brutal. It sucks. depressing. I'm, I'm the 103 this coming year. I do have my pick now, and I have the 101. So the rebuild is coming along, but it's been a long process from a, a few dumb mistakes. Yeah, it's it's crazy how you can make just a few dumb mistakes like that. And like you said, it has a huge impact for right. years to come. Yeah. You're going into what, year three or four? Uh, this, I think this will be year year four. Year four, yeah. Yeah, same, same age as this Dynasty League. Um, okay, so talking about things different managers in our league might have done if they had known how the season would play out. One of the ones for... Clint probably would not have made all those win-now moves at the beginning of the season. Uh, he made a bunch of trades that were – he traded – he did. He had a lot of trades. He had yeah, 25 he trades, I think, since we moved to Sleeper, which was at the start of that's this year. That's crazy. <laughs> and I mean, he likes to stay active. He does stay active, but that's not always a recipe for success. And he had some that were seemingly at odds with each other. Like he would trade for picks and then trade those picks for players to win now and back and forth. And I think he probably would not have done a lot of those moves had he had seen the writing on the wall and understood that it, a rebuild was starting. I also think he would not have moved DK Metcalf. Definitely not. Um, even if the trade was relatively fair and value. And at the time, I think it, it was if he, we could have seen this, the absolute superstar that DK was going to elevate himself to definitely would not have moved him. And, Going back, I don't know when he traded his his it own was first. In the Odell Beckham trade. Oh, so this it was, was two this, years ago. Yeah, this goes way back. Okay, so yeah, that was that was the blockbuster trade that he made. That was the beginning of the end for his team. It I was six six total first. Six total first that year. He made a lot of win now moves, and right. I thought that his team was the team mm -hmm. to be. I made fun of it at first, but then I took a step back and I was like, "Holy crap!" When he made some, I think of those he got moves, to second place. He did make it to the championship, fell short to Tim's team. Yeah, it was um, close. So he did bad. make. Close. He did get to where he wanted to. Unfortunately, his team underperformed when it mattered most. So that trade, the first for that that I own this year, was included in. So that was, was six first, first for Odell and Darnold and a few other little pieces. Yeah. So yeah, in hindsight, he definitely would have made that trade, but. I mean, it was close. It was yeah. almost there. <clears throat> the the DK one's definitely a huge one. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would have given uh, the Josh Allen. I don't know if I would have done the Josh yeah. Allen trade. I would have tried to get a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, with Tim, he just didn't get enough. Now, it was a fair trade. Right. But for Josh Allen, I feel like he could have gotten more. Maybe another second, another first, something along those lines. A younger well, player. And the thing to think about is even if a trade, the value is right, sometimes you have to understand – 
where your team is headed and to know that, especially in a rebuild, sometimes it's better to just hold on to that elite building block player that you can add to. And I think Josh Allen's relatively young. He's 24, 25. So he should still have, right. Assuming he stays with the bills and whatnot, Mm -hmm. they give him extensions. He should have another 10, 12 years to wait. How long quarterbacks are playing nowadays. Um, Moving on. Griff made a lot of trades as well. And, he, he made some questionable trades this year. Some, and I think part of it is rebuilding sometimes sucks. You get impatient, and you have all this these draft picks. And it it's almost feels like, to me, it's felt like this, where you have a bunch of money in your pocket, and you want to spend it, you right. know? And you want to get that. a shiny player. And uh, I enjoy rebuilding, honestly. Yeah, it's fun. It takes the stress out of mm-hmm. it. You can just sit back. Who cares? You want to lose. You right. want to not score a lot of points because you want the one-on-one. But I, I get where you're coming from. It can be extremely boring to have, hey, I have six first-rounders. Let me just yeah. this see you guys in a year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so I think some of these trades were like that. And plus, he, he made that bet with you, which I think is not great for his team in the long term because really next year should still be a rebuilding year for him. But the one trade that I think he definitely would – have taken back is he gave up Antonio Gibson and my first, which ended up being the 1.4. I missed the playoffs and he got Zeke and Antonio Gibson is outperforming Zeke already this year. And then he gave up the 1.4 on top of it. He could add two top four picks. Yeah. That, that could, that's Jamar chase or Travis Etienne. Like could be two quarterbacks. That's an elite player at yeah. that at that point. And could be um, a quarterback tight end. I mean, there's a lot of top yeah. end talent in this draft. I, th- I think he would want that one back if he thought about it. Um, did you mention the the two hundred one later in the notes? I did talking about Tim. You know, right now Tua doesn't look like amazing. He's not on the same level as Justin Herbert or um, or Joe Burrow for fantasy. But I think it's sometimes short-sighted to look at such a narrow window and you have to look at the situation too. Like the reason in my mind that part of the reason that I think Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow have looked so good and Tua has not had that fantasy splash is he doesn't have to. And the, the Dolphins defense is on another level compared to the yeah, Bengals right. and the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers lost some players. I think a couple of James, Yeah. Some people got injured at the beginning of the year, things like that, because the Chargers were supposed to have a great defense. Right. But this year, it sucked. They, they, they suck. Mm-hmm. And so Burrow's throwing 30 to 40 times and getting leveled. Right. Herbert. And they're losing. Down. They're yeah. losing while they're doing all this. And so they have to. Every week, they're out there trying to throw their way to a victory. Yeah. And and so it's put up great fantasy numbers. Um, and the fact of the matter is that Tua doesn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, he just has to play solid mistake-free football for them to win. And so that's what the coaches are dialing up for him. I don't think that is indicative of a lack of talent or upside for him. I just think at this phase in the game with a young rookie and rookies are prone to mistakes, you know, right. Uh, why make him, why force him right, to throw when he right, doesn't need exactly. to? Exactly. We're going to the playoffs. I mean, most likely yeah. um, with our rookie quarterback. percent chance to make the yeah. playoffs right now. Which so, is awesome. So while I understand that Griff probably looks at that trade right now as a win, he got two later firsts for Tua. I think you got to look at the the breadth of Tua's college career too, and realize he that was this like is one of the most accurate college quarterbacks. Yeah, deep deep passer did it as a true freshman. Like he's not some crappy game manager. No, and the Dolphins have the picks. 
the draft capital to surround him with additional talent this year. We're, we're, if they need to, they could still bolster their offensive line. We're probably drafting a, a tackle next year, probably one of the first round wide receivers. And it wouldn't surprise me if a second round pick is spent on a good running back. Yeah. Like so, that, I mean, the Dolphins have, they we, spent, we spent on defense this year. I think offense is next year. So there's a lot of exciting things to come for Tua next year. I just, I think that was a hindsight trade. Mm-hmm. Saw what he was doing when he got some action and just like panicked. I don't know, or just right. saw the two first. firsts and was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm going to get two more firsts out of this." And while we're talking about this, I know we're kind of rambling around, but all firsts are not created equal. You know, no. it the if you look at this is a little bit of analytics stuff. If you look at what the biggest um, factor of success is for NFL players, it's draft position, mm-hmm. where wherever they drafted. And part of it is because those guys get the chances that other ones do not. The the 101 quarterback can have a year where he plays like garbage the first year, and guess what? He's still the starter next year. Whereas a, a Gardner Minshew, um, you know, low gra- draft capital, he has one shot. If he doesn't capitalize on it, they're going to move on. Yeah. Um, so we live in a society that needs instant gratification. Same mm-hmm. thing with football. Owners unless and they are invested. Yeah. And, you know, if they don't see something out of someone that costs pennies, they're going to be like, yeah. all right, we have a higher draft pick this year. Let's get somebody that we think right. has proven it in the college. So moving on, uh, Sean probably wouldn't have given a second and a third for Travis Fulgham, who has disappeared. I loved this trade. When yeah, he made it. I was I like, was man, good. I would have done a second and a third if I knew that's what I could sell him or mm-hmm. buy him for. But yeah, looking back. Yeah, he's just like falling off the map. And I almost, I feel bad for Sean because it feels like this every time he makes a trade. Like DeAndre Hopkins has had uh, his worst stretch of games since for the year him. since Sean acquired him. David Johnson hit IR. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> he didn't even get to play it down for him yet. Cole Beasley looks good. That's true. He hasn't Kirk started him, I don't think. But good. As soon as he starts him, though, there's yeah, two. Right all now. bets are off. Uh, I looking at what I've done, I probably would have kept James Robinson. I thought I was mm-hmm. selling high for an undrafted free agent two seconds. Um, looking back, I would have much rather have him for my playoff push and potentially even for the next year or two. I mean, he's mm-hmm. on a, a, a really, really cheap undrafted mm-hmm. deal. I forget how much they make, but it's like pennies compared yeah, to nothing. a first, second round pick. And they have so many other holes. Why spend yeah. it on a running back? Right. That'll have probably be their last thing. Proven. And he's the top five this year. He's it. If you if you looked at these running backs without looking at where they were drafted, you would say he's the best running back. Absolutely. Like he looks like it. He passes the eye test. He runs hard. He runs smart. He's hitting the holes. He's dragging the guys with him. And it doesn't even matter that they're losing every fucking game. Yeah. They're still giving him 20 touches a game. Doesn't matter how far they're behind. All he does is is produce fantasy points. Yeah, I think I got him for 20 fab. So looking back, <laughs> I was like, oh, I turned 20 fab into two two early seconds. Yeah, but competing, I'd much rather have James Robinson than two early seconds because right. he's going to help me. These these picks are not right. So. Yeah, I'm with you. And again, this is this is about seeing the future. Like we're not criticizing these trades because a lot of them at the time seemed like good trades. Yeah, I was just, ecstatic when I oh, thought yeah. I ripped somebody off getting two seconds right. for James Robinson. Looking back, I was like, Yeah, I didn't damn. get enough. <laughs> uh, this is the one that we've all been waiting for. I know we've. Uh, bashed this trade a lot Devin's trade and we all know the trade it's he gave up Derrick Henry and Adam Thielen in exchange for Josh Jacobs so we got four years younger I think from Henry to yeah, Jacobs four years younger. so the fallout of this trade this season 
if he doesn't make this trade, he we went through the weeks to calculate how we how he would have done. He gets two more wins, and he has the first round bye. Uh, Patrick has two more losses, doesn't get the bye, obviously. And also, side note, I would have one more win, and I would be in the playoffs right now. Thanks so I guess Devin. I'm glad Devin made that trade. Because <laughs> you would be out. <laughs> right. Um, now, I understand the concept of wanting to get younger and prepare for the future, but I look at this as a dynasty rookie mistake. Because anytime you're in a position with a team strong enough to get a first-round bye, that's a window you have to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. He should have been buying uh, veterans. Yeah, right, exactly. Because he was a team that could could have could easily compete. He still can compete, but having Derrick Henry and Adam Thielen, with, I think he was a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely, and he was starting off the season way hotter than Patrick's team was. He was outscoring, and um, and I think that he's a strong favorite to win if he doesn't make that trade. Let's jump into Patrick since we're just sort of talking about that. Mm-hmm. Most of his trades have worked out for him. He yeah. wouldn't actually even be in the playoffs, I don't believe, without no, them. His, his original team, half of them are hurt, and and the other ones who aren't hurt are garbage now. Jonu Smith, who started off awesome, is like, oh, this is a top five tight end. You can't even start him anymore. Henry Ruggs has mostly disappeared. Um, I mean, kudos to Patrick for making the moves. His team yeah. is the number one team, in my opinion. Yeah, he absolutely. Has the team to be, he is the team to beat. Unfortunately, if I beat Donnett, I'm going to have to face him. Right. So in Patrick's case, it almost looks like he did see the future yeah, <laughs> uh, and saw that his team was crumbling around him and he needed to trade and get a new team. And he did. So nice job. Uh, with Tim's team, I, I probably wouldn't have made uh, as many of the trades that he made. We already sort of talked about two. It doesn't really help him now. Uh, he moved Hopkins. Uh, Saquon, I, I get moving him because he's out for the year. He's competing. Uh, he could have gotten different pieces, I think, sure. for the Saquon trade. But the big one to me is the Tua trade. I think he should have tried to get a different quarterback. Right, because Tua is a future move, not a I'm win trying to now. win right now move. And the Hopkins one, if you're a win now, you want to keep Hopkins, yeah. not trade him away for someone that's on IR. Well, and he so he traded Hopkins and David Johnson for Kittle and like a couple of firsts. Yeah, two firsts. And then he was trading like Kittle and a first for Miles Sanders. And it was all these moves that seemed – unhelpful at the end of the day. He should have just stayed put with Hopkins and David Johnson and just went to the playoffs with the depth. And he would have had at the time, he would have had four top 12 starting receivers on his, in his lineup. Well, and like right now he's, he's having to uh, like, he had to start Darius Slayton last week. Yeah. He's going to start probably Robbie Anderson this week. Who's been good this year. Probably fine. But yeah, I would have much rather had Hopkins. It doesn't matter. Robbie was on a bye. He would have had Hopkins. So, um, Johnny, listen, I doubt you're even listening to this podcast, but if you know, you're not going to make the playoffs, sell some of these old guys. Like there's no reason Tom Brady should still be on his team, especially because he had offers. Yeah. Tim was trying to do a two for Tom Brady mm-hmm. package from my understanding. And yeah. he immediately shut it down. If I'm Johnny all day, would I, I be trying to move Tom jumping Brady? At for... that. that is an absolute steal. Yeah. It's you like know? a, he should be the cops should be called difference yeah. i believe yeah <laughs> so you're insane. getting 20 years younger right and your team could use some help with other areas so mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I feel like he should have made some of the the vet trades yeah i know I patrick so inquired about tom brady and he mm-hmm. immediately shut it down granted mm-hmm. that was after like earlier in the year mm-hmm. so maybe cheese still thought that he was competing but when tim made it it was like week 
oh, 11. I, there were many opportunities to sell, and he didn't. And I feel like that was a mega missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, I agree. So for my trades, I feel good about most of the trades that I made in season. Um, I had a lot of injuries, and I you ended did. up trading a lot of those guys out to get other ones. Most of them, they don't feel like they were panic trades to me because I feel like the assets I got – the one that might have been iffy at all is I, I traded Cortland Sutton um, to get Will Fuller and um, Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly is like nothing right now. Yeah, Will Fuller but before he got caught taking was, drugs yeah, he was, was a stud. He was the number six receiver on the year. And I feel good about that. Now his future is uncertain, so there's some uncertainty there. But I'm He's gonna get signed. I think so too. So I don't feel bad about that one, you know. Maybe maybe a loss, but I don't think it'll be dramatic. Um, I still feel great about the Odell trade, even though I missed the playoffs and I traded another year out of my first round pick. Justin, Justin Jefferson looks like a star. He looks like a stud. I I would give up a top four pick for him anyway. Yeah. So even if I miss the playoffs again mm-hmm. next year, I got feel I still feel solid about that. Yeah, he's only twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, and in startup dynasty. He's going to be in the top 10 receivers picked. Yeah, I, maybe top five, dude. Well, it'll be close. It, it would be close, but he's he's definitely in the top 10. Yeah. So anytime you can get a top 10 startup that. pick for a 22 first and yeah. Odell. Hell yeah. I mean, I, you stole that. And I still bash Griff to this day. And everyone's like, oh, he stole that. He got a haul for Justin Jefferson. I don't care. You're well, trying that's, to draft. That's one of those things. So I made a trade like this in my rebuild one time. Uh, this was a couple years ago. I, I gave away DJ Moore and got Brandon Cooks. And at the time, the calculator said that I won. Um, some of my league mates said that I won. I'd much but, rather but DJ, DJ Moore was more. a 21-year-old receiver on the rise and and still has been great. And um, Brandon Cooks fell off. You know, yeah. there was uncertainty. And I couldn't immediately capitalize on that Brandon Cooks. It's not like I traded DJ Moore for Brandon Cooks, so I then traded for a better, younger receiver. You can't do that a lot of times. No. So, and, and I feel like that's what Griff did a lot. I know with his thought process, trying to score hardly any points to mm-hmm. ensure he gets the one-on-one. But he traded for a lot of injured players this year. Yeah, Odell, Cortland Sutton, right. Dak Prescott. Yeah, if they all come back, he, he'll have a mm-hmm. good starting squad. But... Some of them were significant injuries, and it's like, why are you trading for all well, these? Well, and even beyond that, it you wonder if it just puts him into a window where he's a mediocre team in the league. He's in the middle somewhere, and then no longer has the draft capital to to blow up to that next level. Right. It. That's why I think it. It's it's important to be patient in a rebuild, and like for me, in my mind, it's better to have a three year rebuild that results at the end in you being a great team than a one and a half year rebuild where you half asset and you're just like, you know, going to end in fifth place instead of last place. Yeah. And having to sell a couple pieces because you're still several away and you need some more assets. The one, one trade I did make prior to the season starting, I traded uh, my 21 first for Matt Ryan. And now that first floated around a few times and ended up back on Clint's team. Uh, Obviously if I'd known I wasn't going to make the playoffs, I wouldn't make that trade but I still think the value is, is okay. It's yeah, absolutely. not, I didn't get killed by that trade, but um, no, yeah, I'd rather have the you. first over Matt Ryan right now, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit happens. Um, so at the end of the day, just want to reiterate again, dynasty is a game of windows, right? Just like the real NFL, there are teams that 
when you're in a, a window where you can win, you got to push all the chips in, especially because the other teams will do that too. Right. I think um, you and Donnette are the only teams in the playoffs that have a 21 or a 22 first. Every other team has has bought extra right. assets. I didn't expect me, to make Me too. I thought I was a playoff team. I didn't think I was. Uh, right. So I was next year is where I plan on pushing all my mm-hmm. chips in. I did not expect to make yeah. it. I mean, I hope I go all the way, but I just didn't I had think. One game where I lost by less than one touchdown. <laughs> and if if that doesn't happen, I'm in the playoffs. And I mean, I would be okay because again, I would have two top four picks, right. and next year I'd be patient. pushing. This is the long game, and yeah. you want to win for years, not get lucky one year and then fall back into mediocrity. Um, so be smart when you're thinking about this. Understand what kind of window you're in. If you're a competitor, then win. This yeah. game, the game is about Don't winning. Don't say, "Oh, I need to trade a player just so I can get younger yeah. and be good for the next few years." No, you want to win. It's all about championships. The, we don't write the names on the trophy of the teams that look good or are the youngest, only the ones that win. Uh, But if you are not in a position to win, like if you're a a weak-ish team, acquire picks for the future because there are always going to be guys who are are selling their picks or their rookies for guys who are scoring points now. Take advantage of it and build a super team. Right. So let's go ahead and uh, do you want to say anything else on that? Nope. Let's go ahead and quickly jump into uh, the playoff matchup previews. Uh, we'll, we'll touch base first one, Tim versus Devin. It's going to be a good matchup. I, obviously, I expected Tim to have a bye, but things did not play out the way he had hoped. <laughs> I needed to win for that to happen. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> he would have loved that. Uh, Devin, I think, has some tough matchups this week. I think um, Dalvin Cook plays Tampa Bay. Yeah, and they're, they're pretty stout against mm-hmm. the, uh, the run. And he doesn't have Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray has seemed to have come back down to earth. And I, th- I think he's got he, an actual tough match. He plays the Giants, whose secondary has been surprisingly good. Yeah, look at what they just did to Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think Kyler Murray has a cake matchup. I would I don't have think been so ecstatic either. to see the Giants, but I, I – Mostert I give, plays Washington with that defensive line. That's yeah, nasty. He's got some really, really brutal matchups. Mm-hmm. And Tim's got some easy matchups. Right. James Robinson plays the Titans, and our defense is like Swiss cheese right now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I give the edge to Tim. I, I do too. Um, a few other big ones. He's starting Devontae Adams and right now Robert Tanyan, both against Detroit. I feel like every time that Aaron Rodgers is going to carve them apart. Yeah, um, he, lo- he loves tearing Detroit apart. Yeah, he just does it every time. That's what he does. Uh, I, I'm going to give the edge to Tim here too. Um, I think Josh Jacobs being out hurts Devin a lot. And his matchups are they're bad. Even yeah, even really some bad. of the other ones, Darren Waller versus Indy, number one defense. Brandon Cooks versus Chicago, and no one, no Will Fuller opposite to take the heat off him. Yeah, Devin's team is good. It's unfortunate that it's his, a bad week for him. His fantasy team drew the short straw, and all have tough matchups. Yeah. So we both give the edge to Tim. Jumping into the next one, myself versus Donette. Do you want to start this one off? Sure. Um, so while Donette has a better week on paper, she's projected 15 points higher. Uh, I don't buy it. I think that um, she's got some big time holes there that, that projections don't accurately fill. Like her running back situation looks like hell to me right now. I, w- I wouldn't be comfortable starting uh, Daryl Henderson or Todd Gurley. They've, She'll probably be putting Melvin Gordon up, but is that, that doesn't, that? that doesn't feel any better. You right. know, that's a lateral move. All those guys have been mostly hit and miss the last few weeks or just straight up bad. Um, so I don't feel confident with those. And even Tyler Lockett, 
you know, people look at his season long deal. Tyler Lockett has had more games with under 10 points than, than more games with over. Right. Um, it just, I would be concerned, you know, and, and plus the Seahawks don't really feel like they were at the beginning of the year. So the only positive I think is that they get the jets and I think yeah. they are going to want to, that might be a get right game where they try and run up the score a little. Right. So um, I think Russell Wilson will have a good game, but it's, does it Tyler Lockett or DK? And I think that that's going to be yeah. what really it's, determines this it's game. mostly been DK um, except for a few, you know, blow up games by Lockett. Before uh, this week, I would have picked Donette, but I think I'm actually going to lean myself uh, if DeAndre Swift and Kenny Galladay can play. When Kenny Galladay's played, he has not scored less than 14 points. Wow. Now, I know he's only played four or five games. <laughs> but they were good four or five they were games. good four or five games. So if they're both active, I feel like that's a huge boost to my team. Tannehill has an easy matchup. I think getting um, Daniel Jones back is going to help, mm-hmm. help my team a lot. So it, it's going to be close, closer than I think the projections show. I think so too. I think the biggest challenge for you is that you have depth and it's going to come down to picking the right ones. If yeah. you lose, you probably would have a scenario where you could have won, won based on who you pick. We'll see. Good luck. I'm going to pick myself, <laughs> obviously. All right. So those are our two playoff matchups this week. Again, Patrick and Sean both have buys, so we'll see them next week. Uh That's it for this week. Um, Good luck, everyone. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you guys.